Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the School of Sellers podcast. I am really looking forward to this episode. We are continuing a very popular series from 2022 called Sellers Around the World, where, you guessed it, we interview sellers from all around the world, people who are teaching in other countries, people who are running their business in other places, and there's just something about getting a glimpse into life in somewhere that's on the other side of the world that is just so cool to me. So today, I am so excited to welcome Rachel McCracken to our show. Rachel McCracken has a TPT store. It's her name, Rachel McCracken, so you can go check it out if you want. But when I say I enjoyed sitting down with Rachel and chatting about her international experiences, that is an understatement. So friends, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. All right, my friends, I am so excited to welcome our guest to the show today. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the School of Sellers podcast. Thanks for having me, Erin. It is so exciting to be here. You're like a celebrity in the, the TPT world. So this is very, very fun for me. Awesome. Well, that's the last thing I feel like, honestly, but I appreciate <laughs> your excitement for being here. And I it's even more special that you're here today and that we're here at the same time because you are here from somewhere very far from where I am. So why don't you tell our audience, since we are doing the Sellers Around the World series, where you are speaking to us from today? Yeah, I'm living in Curitiba, Brazil. That's how it's pronounced, although it's spelled like Curitiba. And it's in southern Brazil. So it's probably as far from the US as you could get while still being in Brazil. But yeah, I've been international teaching now for, this is my eighth year international. Before this, I was in Guatemala. Wow. Okay. So this is super interesting. And for those of you listening who might be kind of new to the show, we've been doing this podcast series where we tap into the amazing sellers that we have in the community that are not based in the United States. Because first of all, I just love hearing about life in other places, but also just how it has impacted your TBT experience and all of that. So we will be talking to Rachel all about those fun things. So let's, I always like to hear like the TBT origin story and like how you even got started with TBT. And you can also give us a glimpse into what the last, you said seven years, eight years. Eight, yeah. Has been like for you. So give us a little glimpse into what you've been up to. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay. Well, oh my gosh. I don't, I feel like I probably need to give a little bit of background as to how I even got involved in international teaching. I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. (laughs) But like as a child, I actually lived internationally when I was in third, fourth, and fifth grade. We were in Hong Kong and Singapore. So I attended international schools there. And then I went back to the States, graduated from college in Virginia and taught in Virginia for four years there. But I was feeling like, really burnt out. And it was hard. I mean, I know that a lot of teachers and teacher sellers are just really in tough positions in the US uh, in public school. 
And I, I was honestly ready to quit teaching uh, at that point. And then I remembered back to my childhood and I was like, okay, I'll give international teaching a shot because I loved my experience as a child in inter- international schools. And so that's when I moved to Guatemala. I actually had a friend from college. We were Facebook friends. I saw she was teaching in Guatemala and she helped me get a job there. And she actually was the same person that introduced me to selling on TPT. We were both like, there were two second grade teachers at that school and we were the two second grade teachers. And I saw she was creating all these resources for for her students. And we were kind of co-teaching and sharing classes. Like we would, I taught math and she would teach reading for both of our classes. And so I got to see all the resources she was creating and, and it actually wasn't that hard. And she kind of showed me, you know, she, back then we were using PowerPoint to create everything. And she showed me like how to change, <laughs> change the slide size, the paper size. And like, I was literally like, it was like TPT 101 basics, you know, but then I started just creating a few resources there. That was probably 2016, maybe 2016. And I started to get more serious about it, actually. She actually would fly and attend the conferences. The, and so once the conferences became available online, which was during the pandemic, I actually started getting much more serious about it. And so that was you know, only a few years ago. And, but I, I mean, the, the sales have shot through the roof once I attended that conference and found School of Sellers and started just learning a lot. So that's kind of my journey, my TPT journey and whole whole life journey, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is fascinating. There's so many things. I was like writing notes as you were saying. So I first of all, I love that you were kind of like on the brink of not wanting to teach anymore and the international path was kind of what was your savior in this whole situation. I think that's really important for teachers to hear right now because there are so many teachers who are struggling and who still love teaching. So it's just adding another option if you have the flexibility and the freedom to do something like that. Okay. So I love that. And I love that that's a vote for the conference because I think that's a huge kind of like energy booster if you're just starting out. And I super love that you say that you just got serious like recently because I think so many people hear about TBT and think like, There's no way I can start now and make it work for me. So I think it's really encouraging to hear from people who haven't been doing it since, you know, the site itself opened. Because I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of times the success stories that you hear about. So, but obviously what we're here to talk about today is the Brazil piece. So I want to hear about something that you love about teaching in Brazil that you might not find in the United States. Well, let me just give a like a shout out to just teaching internationally in general, because like you said, burnout in public education in the States is a real thing and it is incredibly stressful. And it's not to say that international teaching isn't stressful. There are still definitely stressors as well, but it's like much more sustainable, I think, for a teacher to kind of survive in international schools. Just a couple of the things that are amazing about international teaching is that there's always going to be a language class in addition to their specials. So that means the homeroom teacher would get two planning blocks Mm -hmm. a day. And there's also a lot of laws internationally that kind of protect workers that you don't often see in the U.S. So like, for example, we get in Brazil by law, a one hour lunch break, and the school is not allowed to ask us to do anything during that time. 
So those are just some of the perks about international teaching and specifically in Brazil. But also another thing that's nice is that, you know, I'm living abroad, but I still get to stay connected to the US and the best practices in the US because we follow a lot of US curriculum. And so our professional development is is also keeping us like up to date on those best practices. And so I can grow professionally and also know that if I wanted to return to the states, I wouldn't be completely lost on where education is. Yeah. And another cool thing is that I at this school is that I got an opportunity to become a math coach. So I'm not a homeroom teacher anymore. I am now a math coach and I'm working more closely with the other teachers and I get a chance to see inside all their classrooms. It's really nice. That's so cool. Are you a TPT seller who knows exactly what you need to do, but you're just not sure how to get started and get yourself into action mode? That's exactly why I started Ignite, which is a monthly TPT work club for TPT sellers just like you who need that extra boost of accountability in their life in order to finally have the business of your dreams. Or who knows, maybe you are working to make the business of your dreams even better. Either way, I would love to have you join our Ignite community so that you can experience the magic of a group of people who just get it. And not only do they get it, but they are there to support you and encourage you and cheer for you every step of the way. Join today at schoolofsellers.com slash ignite. Uh, Kind of on the flip side, has there been any like surprising challenges that you didn't anticipate when you first decided to come to Brazil to teach? Well, the major one, I moved here in July of 2019. (laughs) So the big surprise was COVID in Uh my first year of being here. (laughs) And honestly, it made me feel like for the first time that I was really far from home. Like in all the other, you know, in Guatemala, it's physically a very close country to the States. It's easy to get there when I was there. Even in Brazil, it's like I, I knew I could always go back home on vacations. But once COVID hit and, you know, borders closed and you really had to kind of like to travel or go anywhere was risky. Like, you know, you had to watch out for your own health, too. Mm-hmm. It made me realize, like, oh, I miss my family. I miss being near like things that are comfortable, you know. But it also made me realize, like, I wanted to talk about this because it made me recognize the privilege that I have in many ways. I have many privileges, you know, being like as far as my race, you know, sexuality, like many things I have a privilege. But one thing you don't often think about is language as being a privilege and being a native English speaker in a foreign country is actually a huge privilege because when you do get sick, most doctors are educated in English speaking countries, or at least are able to speak English. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when like the, just this morning, I was having my a cavity filled at the dentist. And I was like, she was speaking English to me the entire time. And I was like, how lucky is this? Or how privileged am I that I can live in a country where Portuguese is the native language, and still feel comfortable getting a cavity filled or when I did get COVID, you know, going to doctors and having them speak English with me so that I could at least have that comfort. Right. I've never even considered that. And I don't think I actually even knew that about, I didn't realize that 
that yeah, way. it's something that if you're in the U.S., you're, you would never think about it because it's right. just, you know, it's just part of life. Or even if you're traveling, you don't, you, I mean, you do see it when you travel, but it's really when you're living in a country and you have to deal with things like, you know, checkups or <laughs> doctor's appointments or, you know, just things that are like, I mean, I just had a baby, but actually I had the baby in the U.S. But if I were to have the baby here, my doctor speaks great English. And like, I don't think I'd be able to do it without that. And honestly, most countries in the world if you're in a big city that has international schools, most likely you can find doctors that speak English as well. And that's just like, I don't know, just something I, I know we were talking about a surprising challenge, but it's actually almost like a surprising blessing too. That, no, I love that. Yeah. That is fascinating. So do you think that aside from the obvious things that we've talked about, like, do you think that living specifically in Brazil has impacted your TBT business? Like, do you find yourself making like certain products based on your location or how has that impacted just your business in general? My store is mostly around math products mm -hmm. and in the, the audience is mostly in the US. Okay. So I don't really modify my products based on anything that would impact me here in Brazil. If anything, it just kind of helps me maintain a global mindset and be aware of like language issues. I honestly think that actually being in Brazil has helped me become a better teacher because all of our students here are Brazilian. And so you have to really master teaching English as a second language or English for English language learners. And so, I mean, it kind of helps me when I'm creating, you know, like I make sure I include audio on my boom cards that I have mm -hmm. so that, you know, it, that might be another little step to help with kids that are learning language too. But yeah, it's, it doesn't impact me a whole lot, but I, maybe there's a few little things here and there. Oh, I could absolutely see how that could like, I agree because like I've had a lot of classes in the past that were English language learners in the US. And I feel like that made me a better teacher for all my students because yeah. the techniques and strategies and the way you teach them that like transcends all types of students. So I think that's for sure, actually a really huge thing. And I also love what you said about just, you know, global awareness and Understanding that the U.S. isn't a bubble all on its own because, you know, mm -hmm. you can easily get into that closed little world. And I think it's really cool to have experiences that really impact, yeah. I mean, you and all of your students to come in the future. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's such a core value of mine to be aware of other things that are mm -hmm. other ways of life around the world and that it's not all you know, what's happening in the US. And I, I think it kind of did stem originally from my childhood of living abroad. And, Absolutely. you know, it, it never really went away. And so that's why I had this desire to go international again. I would love to see more colleges and universities offer like student teaching internationally as kind mm -hmm. of like the norm. I'm sure it's available in certain places, but I think that would be so valuable for teachers just starting out too. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny actually, because there's a teacher at my school here that went to my university. And in Guatemala, there is a teacher there that went to my university. It's James Madison University in Virginia. And they do have international student teaching programs, which I know a lot of people did. And it's funny because it's like, what are the chances that I would come across two other teachers that graduated from the same school as me in internationally? But I think it's because right. at that school, they really do value that global perspective. So yeah, it's important to keep in mind as you're choosing a school for sure. Absolutely. So 
when we're thinking about the future of like, I know you said you just had a baby. Congratulations. That's yeah, thanks. Where do you see yourself? Since I know this is not the first international experience you've had, where do you see yourself in the next two, three years, like business-wise, personal? Like, do you have your site set on yeah. other locations or? So actually, I married a Brazilian here. And so we have, yeah, like a, he's going to be a little bilingual baby. I'm so excited for him to start talking. But we want to actually move back to the States, which I think it was more of a desire for me. He would love to continue to go international. He has a big passion for living in other countries too. But during COVID, I felt so much longing to be back in the States and be near family that it made me want to start to like start the process of going back to the States. Now, the process for my husband to get there is actually quite difficult. And it takes about a year and a half for spouses to get a visa to go to the States at at the moment. COVID really put like delays on all the processing too. So probably within the next, well, definitely within the next two years, we'll be back in the States in the Chicago area and near my family. And yeah. And then as far as my TPT business goes, I'm just excited to just keep learning I did your jumpstart your year course twice now. The first time it was it like worked through January and then <laughs> and then I totally just like didn't make it make it any further. And then for this past year I kind of didn't touch my store whatsoever because of the baby and just I, I was not on my mind. But I'm really excited. I've got my planner here. I'm like got it all filled out, ready to like get serious about and also just to kind of invest more in myself. And in my own learning about running an online business. And so I'm excited to just take courses and see what happens, like see if it helps the growth of my store. So I'm I'm just excited to keep improving. That's awesome. I think that sounds perfect. Well, I like to end each episode with just like some just lighthearted fun questions. So my first question for you, and I know I didn't prepare you for these, so we'll just kind of (laughs) go with them. If you could take one food from Brazil and make it a commonplace dish Mm. in the United States for when you return, what would be the one thing that you would want? Not the American version of the dish. Right. There are quite a few things here that you can't really get in the States. Okay. Gosh, there's a few things. Okay. I'll choose. Can I choose a food and a drink? (laughs) Yeah. I was literally thinking like you could choose a food and a dessert. Yeah. Choose whatever. Oh, food and dessert and a drink. Okay. I'll choose for the drink. There's a type of liquor here called cachaça, which is liquor they use in caipirinhas, which is like a lime and sugar and this, this cachaça, which is almost like a tequila. To me, it tastes like tequila, but Brazilians will never say, they'll say no way. But that I tried to find it in the States when I was home and they don't sell it in liquor stores there. So that would be fun so that I could make caipirinhas in the States. Now, as far as like a food, like a savory food, I would say probably pau de queijo, which is like a cheesy bread that is made with tapioca flour, I believe. Mm. It's like really chewy and cheesy. You can't go wrong with like cheesy bread. And yeah, I think they actually make... (laughs) something similar at Trader Joe's. I My friends have sent me, they call it like Brazilian cheese bread, I think at Trader oh, Joe's. I don't know if okay. they still have it, but you might be able to find something there, but I haven't, I haven't tried it to know if it's like authentic or not. 
I'd say that's probably the two things. The other thing, if I were to choose a dessert, would probably be brigadero, which is just like, which you can actually make. I could probably make it in the States, but it's sweetened condensed milk and like chocolate powder and you cook it and it becomes really thick and sticky and mm. sweet. It's really, really good. <laughs> oh, that all sounds amazing. Okay. I well, I feel like that question and gave you like three answers. <laughs> oh, I could. Okay. So I could talk about business all day, but like I could talk about food all day. <laughs> yeah. I love talking about food. So no answers too long there, but I feel like I need to stick on the travel theme for your, your last, just for fun question. Where is the farthest that you've ever traveled? And I guess it would be um, like farthest from the States if we're from yeah. starting location. Probably Singapore, I think is probably the farthest. Yeah. So when we were kids and that was back in the late nineties, early two thousands, when I think airline travel probably took longer you know, mm-hmm. than it does now. But I think that's probably the physically farthest place. Although Brazil is surprisingly far. It looks like it's close on a map, uh-huh. but the, the projection of the map actually really skews things. It's a 10 and a half hour flight from Chicago to Sao Paulo. So really? it's not close. <laughs> it's not close at all. It's like around the world, but on the but south, you know. That is surprising. South. Like when I think spatially yeah. on a like globe. Yeah, that's that's a shocking. Wow. Have you been back to Singapore? since? No, I haven't. I haven't been to Southeast Asia. Really, I haven't been to Asia at all since. I've really mostly just been in Latin America in the last, you know, eight years, maybe Europe too. But I would love to go back. And I really, the school I went to was a very good school internationally. And I know a few teachers there now. So I would love to go work there again one day and like have that that experience, but as a teacher. Well, this has been so enlightening and so interesting. Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and shedding light on life and TPT in Brazil. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. 